Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. We give God praise tonight, y'all. Praise. We give him all the glory, all the honor. Let's do his holy and righteous name tonight. We bless his name forevermore for he's he's heard our cry, he's heard our prayers, he's listened to us, he's listened to our petitions. Praise be to God. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. Praise God. How many of you have ever been anxious and been been concerned, wanting to get some answers, wanting to uh, uh, get some things yep. finalized, some paperwork, <laughs> uh, uh, a question answered? Praise God. But in those times, you know, when we're waiting in our waiting time, our, our pastor, our mom apostle, shared with us, in the meantime, we need to just say thank you. Amen. Praise God. We just need to say thank you. Be anxious for nothing but by prayer. And supplication with thanksgiving that your request be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind. You know, you know that he's a mind regulator. All those thoughts, those emotions, those feelings, things you're, uh, you're looking to hear from God about, uh, answers to your questions, he'll keep your mind. He'll keep your heart, your passion. He'll keep it regulated. Praise God. Glory be to God. Father God, we give you praise tonight. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Lord God. Truly, there's no God like you, Father God. There's no one beside you. There's no one above you. There's no one beneath you, Father God. The earth, uh, the heavens are your throne, and the earth is your footstool, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are in full control, Lord God. Whether or not what um, we as people do, Lord God, mankind, whatever we do, Father God, I thank you, Lord God, that you have everything in control. You you said it and you shared it with us in your Bible, in your word, Father God. In Revelations 22, you said we win. It's a done deal. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God, for just uh, allowing us, dear God, to recognize and realize, dear God, that we win. It's already done. All we have to do is just play our part, just allow you to work in us and through us, Father God. I thank you for free will tonight, Lord God. I thank you for allowing us to make decisions and choices, but you already know our decisions and our choices, for you are outside of time. You are eternal, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, for just uh, this day, this time, this hour, Lord. You allowed us to be at this place in 2018, May 3rd, approximately 11, 9, 10-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You knew where we'd be, Lord God, from the foundation of the earth on this day, in this hour, Father. So we just want to say thank you, Lord God. We want to say that we appreciate you, Lord God, for everything, Lord God, everything that God you've done for us in the past, the things you're doing for us now, and the things you're going to do for us in the future, Father God. We just come before you tonight. Thanksgiving in our heart, Lord God, ready to meditate and read your word. Father, I thank you for this first leg, Lord God. I thank you for this woman of God that will come forth, Lord God, to lead and direct. Lord, I thank you for giving her wisdom and insight and understanding on what's to take place, how, um, who's supposed to read what and when and when the cutoff is. I thank you, Lord God, for the anointed time, Father God, you, your blessings to participate in. And we just give you all praise, glory, and honor, Lord God. In the master's name of Jesus Christ, Yahushua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, is anointed one in his anointing. Father, we break every yoke, Lord God. We destroy yes, dear God, God. every burden right now in Jesus' name, Father God. We cover your son, Lord. Uh, Prophet Bob, appropriate, Lord God. We cover him under the blood of yes, Jesus. Lord. I thank you that no weapon formed against him shall prosper, and every tongue that tries to rise up against him in judgment, we condemn it now.
now, Lord God. We shall believe your report, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we stand in agreement with them, Lord God. Where one can chase a thousand, but two can put ten thousand to flight. And the three core strands not easily broken. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for hearing his petition, his concern. Jesus' name, I thank you for his faith, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, you never left him, you never forsaken him, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for being his strength, Lord God. We thank you for being his deliverer and his healer, his mind regulator. In Jesus' name, Lord. We bless you and praise you on the night for everything you're doing in each of our households, Lord God. I thank you for your sustaining us, Father God. And I thank you, Father God, for pouring out your blessings, your favor, your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Give you praise and give you honor in Jesus' matchless name on tonight what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let us give thanks to grateful God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. <clears throat> Welcome to Simple Word Ministry and to our Thursday night walking through the word. Um, on behalf of our pastor, Pastor Marine Ken Bailey, we want to take the opportunity to welcome each and every one of you. Praise God. And just to remind you, if there's any first time visitors on the line, uh, we have service here five times per week. And to all our uh, members, uh, we have uh, reminding you that we have service five times per week. Um, if you are here for the first time, we welcome you for in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you're not a visitor anymore, but you're a member. Amen. Praise God. We welcome you with open arms. And just to let you know, we have service five times, sir. We praise God three times I say. Uh, starting tomorrow night, we have um, fire on the wire at 12 midnight. That's where the ministry starts, amen, over 13 years ago. Praise God. Hallelujah. So tomorrow night at 12 midnight, we have fire and the wire midnight exploding. You want to come and join us, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And Sundays, we have our Sunday worship service at 9 p.m., amen. That's 9 p.m. Sunday worship service. Come on and get, come on and be blessed, be encouraged, be empowered, amen. And Monday, we have Bible study at 9 p.m. My God, a lot of spiritual food, amen. Praise God. And we're still back here again Wednesday morning at 7.14 to stand in the gap. We pray one for another. We pray for countries. We pray for just about anything and everything that we love lay in our heart and those who we ask for prayer, amen, like uh, you know somebody who needs prayer, and you just pray as the Holy Spirit leads Wednesday morning, every Wednesday morning at 7.14. And then we'll be back again on Thursday night at 9 p.m. for walking through the world. We read the Bible, praise God. How much of you out there um, excited to read the Bible tonight? Let me hear some amen. Okay, Amen. praise God. Amen. I'm excited. I'm excited. You know what? Hallelujah. I'm at work, but I'm excited and I'm not but I thank God for Ruth, my client, because she she likes when I read the Bible. And I always tell her to read the Bible in the morning when she wakes up, I say read the Bible. 
And you're not disabled to read your Bible and I'll put your Bible on a tablet so she's able to read her Bible. So I thank God for her that she allows me, I'm on the job, but she allows me to conduct this Bible study. So um, I'm praising God. I'm thanking God for Ruth. I really thank God for her. And I pray blessing upon her. And I pray that she will live to see many, many days to read her Bible. Amen. Praise God. Now, tonight, I don't want anybody to keep quiet. And I'm sending this message to my twin. She knows who she is. Don't you keep quiet because I want you to read. Because you like, I know you love to read. Amen. Praise God. Now, um, we are going to start our Bible reading at Judges, Judges chapter 14. Praise God. I'm going to ask Prophet Joseph to start off for me simply because he works early in the morning and he has to get his beauty rest. Amen. So praise God. So Prophet Joseph, if you could start reading, Judge chapter 14, and then anyone else want to read it, just jump right in and he's finished. Amen. Praise God. Love you guys. Go ahead, Prophet Joseph. Thank you, sis. Pastor Monica, hold a little. Hello, everyone. Good night. Hope everyone's having a great night so far. Hope you're ready for the weekend. Awesome night. <laughs> I hope you have great plans for this weekend. I hope you're going to eat good. I hope you smile and laugh and enjoy yourself. Enjoy the fruit of your life. Oh, God. God. One more day. One more day, y'all. One more again. We got to go one more again tomorrow. You work. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, Joshua, you said judges, didn't you? Judge, 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 yeah. Chapter 14. Praise God. 14. Yes. Here it goes. I'm leaving from, reading from New Living Translation. Samson. Amen. One day when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistine women called his eye. When he returned home, he told his father and mother, a young Philistine woman named Timna caught my eye. I want to marry her. Get her for me. His father and mother objected. Isn't there even one woman in our tribe or among all the Israelites you can marry? They asked. Why must you go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. His father and mother didn't realize that the Lord was at work in this, creating an opportunity to work against the Philistines, who ruled over Israel at that time. As Samson and his parents were going down to Timon, the line suddenly attacked Samson. Sorry, guys. There's an echo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, continue, bro. Let me see. Verse 5, chapter 14. As Samson and his parents were going down to Timnah, a young lion suddenly attacked Samson near the vineyards of Timnah. At that moment, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, and he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. Hmm. He did it as easily as if it were a young goat. But he didn't tell his father or mother about it. When Samson arrived in Timnah, he talked with the woman and was very pleased with her. Later, when he returned to Timnah for the wedding, he turned off the path off the path to look at the carcass of the lion, and he found that a swarm of bees had made some honey in the carcass. He scooped 
some of the honey into his hands and ate it along the way. He also gave some to his father and mother, and they ate it. But he didn't tell them he had taken the honey from the carcass of the lion. Mm. Oh, that'll preach right there. His father was making final arrangements for the marriage. Samson threw a party at Timnah, as was the custom for of for elite men. When the bride's parents saw him, they selected 30 young men from the town to be his companions. Samson said to them, let me tell you a riddle. If you, re- if you solve my riddle during these seven days of celebration, I'll give you 30 fine linen robes and 30 sets of festive clothing. But if you can't solve it, then you must give me 30 fine linen robes and 30 sets of festive clothing. All right, they agreed. Let's hear your riddle. So he said, out of the one who eats came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. Three days later, they were still trying to figure it out. On the fourth day, they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband to explain the riddle for us, or we will burn down your father's house with you in it. Did you invite us to this party just to make us poor? So Samson's wife came to him in tears and said, You don't love me. You hate me. You have given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. I haven't even given the answer to my father or mother, he replied. Why should I tell you? So she cried whenever she was with him and kept it up for the rest of the celebration. At last, on the seventh day, he told her the answer because he was tormenting, she was tormenting him with her nagging. Then she explained the riddle to the young men. So before sunset of the seventh day, the men of the town came to Samson with their answer. What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? So Samson replied, if you hadn't plowed Cloud with my heifer, you wouldn't have solved my riddle. <laughs> then the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. He went down to the town of Ashkelon, killed 30 men, took their belongings, and gave their clothing to the men who had solved his riddle. But Samson was furious about what had happened, and he went back home to live with his father and mother. So his wife was given in marriage to the man who had been Samson's best men at the wedding. Ain't that something? Chapter 15, Samson's Vengeance on the Philistines. Later on, during the wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat as a present to his wife. He said, I'm going into my wife's room to sleep with her, but her father wouldn't let him in. I truly thought you must have hated her, her father explained, so I gave her in marriage to your best man. But look. Her younger sister is even more beautiful than she is. Marry her instead. Samson said, this time I cannot be blamed for everything I am going to do to you, Philistine. Then he went and caught 300 foxes. He tied their tails together in pairs, and he fastened a torch to each pair of tails. Then he lit the torches and let the foxes run through the grain fields of the Philistines. He burned all their grain to the ground, including the sheaves and the uncut grain. He also destroyed their vineyards and olive groves. Who did this, the Philistines demanded. Samson was the reply, because of his father-in-law from Timna gave Samson's wife to be married to this best man. So the Philistines went and got the woman and her father and burned them to death. Because you did this, Samson vowed, I won't rest until I take my revenge on you. So he attacked the Philistines with great fury and killed many of them. Then he went to live in a cave in the Rock of Edom. 
Etam, Adam. Uh, the Philistines retaliated by setting up camp in Judah and spreading out near the town of Lehi. Verse 10. The men of Judah asked the Philistines, why are you attacking us? The Philistines replied, we've come to capture Samson. We've come to pay him back for what he did to us. So 3,000 men of Judah went down to get Samson at the cave in the rock of Edom. They said to Samson, don't you realize the Philistines rule over us? What are you doing to us? But Samson replied, I only did to them what they did to me. But the men of Judah told him, we have come to tie you up and hand you over to the Philistines. All right, Samson said, but promise that you won't kill me yourself. We will only tie you up and hand you over to the Philistines, they replied. We won't kill you. We won't kill you. So they tied him up, they tied him up with, two, with two two new ropes and brought ropes him up from the rock. As Samson arrived at Leah, the Philistines came shouting in triumph. But the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Samson. And he snapped the ropes snapped on, his the rope arms on his arms as if they as were burnt strands of flesh. And they fell from his wrist. Then he found the jawbone of a recently killed donkey. He picked it up and killed 1,000 Philistines with it. Then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, I've piled them in heaps. With the jawbone of a donkey, I've killed 1,000 men. When he finished his boasting, he threw away the jawbone. And the place was named Jawbone Hill. Verse 18, Samson was now very thirsty, and he cried out to the Lord, You have accomplished this great victory by the strength of your servant. Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of these pagans? So God caused water to gush out of a hollow in the ground at Lehi, and Samson was revived as he drank. Then he named that place the spring of the one who cried out, and it is still in Lehi to this day. Verse 20, Samson judged Israel for 20 years during the period when the Philistines dominated the land. God. Praise God. Praise God. Um, is there anyone else who want to join us in reading Judges chapter 16? Okay, Judges chapter 16. Samson carries away guys again. One day, Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent his life with a prostitute. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Verse 2, word soon spread that Samson was there. So the men of Gaza gathered together, waited all night at the town gate. They kept quiet during the night, saying to themselves, when the light of morning comes, we will kill him. But Samson stayed in bed only until midnight. Then he got up, took all of the doors of the town gate, including the two posts, and lit them up, bar and all. He put them on the shoulder and carried them all the way to the top of the hill across Erebon. Some time later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in the valley of Chokrit. Verse 5 of Judges 16, verse 5. The rulers of the Philistines went to ear, went to her and said, Entice something to tell you what makes him so strong and how he, and how he can be over sorry, and how he can be overpowered and tied up securely. Then each of us will give you one thousand ten 
one on one pound, one of the piece of silver. So the latter said to Samson, please tell me what makes you so strong and what it would take to tie you up securely. Samson replied, if I were tied up with seven new bowstrings that had not yet been dried, I would become as weak as anyone else. Can you hear can you all hear me? Hello? Hello? Yes, I can hear, I can hear you. you. Okay, praise God. I can praise hear God. you. Praise God. Um, verse 8. So some, so the Philistine ruler brought the ladder some new bowstring, and she tied some up with them, with them. She had even some men in one of the inner rooms of her house, and she cried out, Samson, the Philistine have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstring as a piece of string snapped when it is burned by fire, so the secret of his strength was not discovered. Afterward, that afterward, the latter said to him, "You are make be make making fun of me and telling me lies. Now please tell me how you can be tied up securely." Samson replied, "If you tie up." With brand new ropes that have never been used, I would become as weak as anyone else. So Delilah took new ropes and tried and tied it up with them. The men were hiding in the inner room as before, and again Delilah cried out, Samson, the Philistine have come to capture you. But again Samson snapped the rope from his arm as if they were threads. But Delilah said, You have been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now tell me how you how you can tie it up securely. Samson replied, if you were to weave the weave the seven braids of my ear into the fabric on the on your loom and tie it with a loom shuttle shuttle, it would become as weak I would become as weak as anyone else. So while he slept, Delilah wove the, the seven braids of his ear into fabric. Then she tightened it with a long shuttle. Said, again, she cried out, Samson, the Philistine have come to capture you. But Samson woke up, pulled, pulled back the loom shuttle, and yanked his ear away from the loom and the fabric. Then Delilah, then Delilah paused. How can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? You have made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. Finally, Samson shared secrets with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed. For I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my hair were to shave, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as anyone else. Verse 18, the latter realized he had finally told her the truth, so she went up for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he had finally told me his secret. So the Philistine ruler returned with the money, 
in 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 their hands. Delilah loses something to free with her head in her lap with his head in her lap and then she called in a man to shave off the several locks of his hair. In this way she began to bring him down and his strength left him. She cried out, Samson, the first thing I've come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize the Lord had left, had left him. So the Philistine captured him and got out his eyes. They took him to Gaza, where he was bound with brand chain and forced to grind, grind, grind grain in the prison. But before long, his hair began to grow back. Verse 23, the Philistine ruler held a great festival, offering sacrifice and praising their God, their God, Dagon. They said, our God has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. When the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, our God has delivered our enemy to us, the one who killed so many of us and now in our power. Half drunk by now, the people demand, bring out Samson so we can amaze, so he can amaze us. So he was brought from the prison to amaze them. And then, uh, sorry, and they had him stand before the pillar supporting the roof. Samson said to the young servant, he was leading him by the hand, please, my hand, place my hand against the pillar and hold up the temple. I want to rest against it. Now the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistine rulers were there, and there were 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amazed them. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again, O oh Lord, please threaten me just one more time. With the, with the blow, let me pay back. The Philistine for the loss of my two eyes. Verse 39 Then Samson put his hand on the two pillar, center pillar that held up the, the temple, pushing against them with both hands. He prayed, Let me die with the Philistine. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine ruler and all the people. So he killed more people when he died than he had been his entire lifetime. Later, his brothers and other relatives went down to get his body. They took him home and buried him between Zora and Eshtaroth, where his father, Manaho, was buried. Samson had judged Israel for 20 years. Um, is there anyone who wants to read um, Judge chapter 17? Hello. Praise God. Go. Yeah, good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, my dear. Yeah, good, good night. Um, Judges 17, and I'm reading from the King James Version. And there was a man of Mount Ephraim whose name was Micah. And he said, and he said unto his brother, the 1,100 shekels of silver that were taken from thee, 
about which thou heardest and spakest of also in mine ears. Behold, the silver is with me. I took it, and his mother said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my son. And when he had restored the eleven hundred shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver unto the Lord from my hand for my son to make a graven image and a molten image. Now therefore I will restore it unto thee. <clears throat> Yet he restored the money unto his mother, and his mother took two hundred shekels of silver and gave them to the founder, who made, who made thereof a graven image and a molten image, and they were in the house of Micah. And the man Micah had had a house of gods, and made an ephod, and teraphim, and consecrated one of his sons, who became his priest. In those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did, did that which was right in his own eyes. And there was a young man out of Bethlehem, Judah, of the family of Judah, whose name was a, who was a Levite, I'm sorry, and he, and he sojourned there. And the man departed out of the city from Bethlehem, Judah, to sojourn where he could find a place. And he came to Mount Ephraim, to the house of Micah, as he journeyed. And Micah said unto him, Whence cometh thou? And he said unto him, I am a Levite of Bethlehem, Judah, and I go to sojourn where I may find a place. And Micah said unto him, Dwell with me, and be unto me a father and a priest, and I will give thee ten shekels of silver by the year, and the suit of apparel, and thy victuals. So the Levite went in. And the Levite was content to dwell with the man, and the young man was unto him as one of his sons. And Micah consecrated the Levite, and the young man became his priest. And there was in the house of Micah, a virgin and last. Then said Micah, Now know I that the Lord will do me good, seeing I have a Levite to my priest. Judges chapter 18. In those days there was no king in Israel, and in those days, the tribe of the Danites sought them in sought them an inheritance to dwell in, for unto that day all the inheritance had not fallen unto them among the tribes of Israel. And the children of Dan sent of their family five men from their courts. Five, I'm sorry. Let me go back. And the children of Dan sent of their family five men from their courts, men of valor, from Zorah, and from Ethol, to spy out the land and to search it. And they said unto them, Go, search the land, who when they came to Mount Ephraim, to the house of Micah, they lodged there. When they were by the house of Micah, they knew the voice of the young man, the Levite, and they turned in thither and said unto him, Who brought thee thither, and what makest thou in this place? And what hast thou there? What hast thou there? And he said unto them, Thus and thus deleteth Micah with me, 
and hath hired me, and I am I am his priest. And they said unto him, Ask counsel, we pray thee, of God, that we may know whether our way which we go shall be prosperous. And the priest said unto them, Go in peace, before the Lord before the Lord is your way there, where is he go? Then the five men departed and came to Laish, and saw the people that were therein, how they dwellest, how they dwell careless, after the manner of the Zidians, quite insecure, and there was no magistrate in the land that might put them to shame in anything, and they were far from the Zidians, and had no business with any man, and. The, and they came unto their brethren to Zorah and Estol, and their brethren said unto them, What say he? And they said, Arise, that we may go up against them. For we have seen the land, and behold, it was very good. And I, are he still? Be not slothful to go, and to enter to possess the land. When he go, he shall come unto a people a people secure and to a large land for God has given it into your hands a place where there is no want of anything that is in the earth Judges 18 verse 11 and they went from thence to the family of the Danites out of Zorah and out of Eshtol Eshtol 600 men appointed with weapons of war and they went up and pitched in in Kerjacherim in Judah. Wherefore they called that place Mahanadendan. Unto this day, behold, it is it is behind Kerjacherim. And they passed thence unto Ephraim and came to the house of Micah. Then answered the five men that went to spy out of the crunch of Laish, and said unto their brethren, Do he know that there is there is in these houses an ephod, and a teraphim, and a graven image, and a molten image? Now therefore consider what ye have to do. And they turned thitherward, and came to the house of the young man, the Levite, even unto the house of Micah, and slaughtered him. And the six hundred men, the six hundred men appointed with their weapons of war, which were of the children of Dan, stood by the entrance of the gate. And the five men that went to spy out of the land went up, and came in thither, and took the graven image, and the ephod, and the teraphim, and the molten image. And the priest stood in the entry of the gates with the 600 men that were appointed with weapons of war. Verse 13. And these went into Micah's house and fetched the carved image, the ephod and the teraphim, and the molten image. Then said the priest unto them, What do he? And they said unto him, Hold thy peace. Lay thine hand upon their mouth, and go with us, and be to us a father and a priest. It is better for thee to be a priest into the house of one man, 
or that thou be a priest unto a tribe and a family in Israel. And the priest's heart was glad, and he took the ephod and the teraphim and the graven image and went in the midst of the place. I'm sorry, went in the midst of the people. So they turned and departed and put the little ones and the cattle and the carriage before them. And when they were a good way from the house of Micah, the men that were in the houses near to the Micah's house were gathered together and overtook the children of Dan. And they cried unto the children of Dan, and they turned their faces and said unto Micah, What is it thee that thou comest with such a company? And he said, He have taken away my gods, and I made, I'm sorry, he have taken away my gods, which I made, and the priests, and he are gone away. And what have I more? And what is this that he make, that he say unto me? What aideth thee? And the children of Dan said unto him, Let not thy voice be heard among us, but this lest anger fellows run upon thee, and thou lose thy life, which which with the life of thy household. And the children of Dan went their way, and when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and he turned and went back into his house. Judges 18, verse 25. I'm sorry, 27. And they took the things which Micah had made, and the priests which he had, and came unto Laish, unto a people that were at quiet and secure. And they smote them with the edge of the sword, and burned the city with fire. And there was no deliverer, because it was far from Zidon, and they had no business with any man. And it was in the valley that lieth by Etherod. And they built a city in Dwarzit therein. And they called the name of, that, of the city Dan, after the name of, of, their, of Dan, their father, who was born unto Israel. Albeit the name of the city was Laish at, at the first. And the children of the Dan set up the graven image, and Jonathan, the son of Gershon, the son of Manasseh, he and his sons were priests to the tribe of Dan until the day of the captivity of the land, that is one and ending, and they set them up Micah's graven image, which he made all the time that the house of God was in Shiloh. Judges chapter 19 and verse 1, And it came to pass in those days, when there was no king in Israel, that there was a certain Levite sojourning on the side of Mount Ephraim, who took to him a concubine out of Bethlehem, Judah. And his concubine played the war against him, Lord, and went away from him unto her father's house to Bethlehem, Judah, and was there for a whole month. And her husband arose and went after her to speak friendly unto her, and to bring her again, having a servant with him, and a couple of asses. And she brought him into her father's house. And when the father of the damsel saw him, he rejoiced to meet him. And his father-in-law, the damsel's father, retained him, and he abode with him three days. So they did eat and drink and lodged there. 
And it came to pass on the fourth day, when they arose early in the morning, that he arose up to depart, and the damsel's father said unto his son-in-law, Come with an heart with a morsel of bread, and afterward go your way. And they sat down and did eat and drink, both of them together. For the damsel's father had said unto the man, Be content, I pray thee, and tarry all night, and let thine heart be merry. And when the man rose up to depart, his father-in-law urged him, Thereof he lodged there again. And he arose early in the morning on the fifth day to depart. And the damsel's father said, Comfort thine heart, I pray thee. And they tarried until afternoon, and they did eat both of them. And when the man arose, when the man rose to depart, he and his concubine and his servant, his father-in-law, the damsel's father, said unto him, Behold, know that the day draweth toward evening. I pray you tarry all night. Behold, the day groaneth to an end. Lodge here, that thine heart may be merry. And tomorrow get you early on your way, that, that thou mayest go home. But the man would not tarry that night. But he rose up and departed, and came over against Jebush, which is Jerusalem. And there were with him two asses saddled, his concubine also with him. And when they were by Jebus, the day was far spent. And the servant said unto his master, Come, I pray thee, and let us turn into, turn in into this city of the Jebusites and lodge in it. And his master said unto him, We will not turn aside hither on, into the city of a stranger that is not of the children of Israel. We will pass over to Gibeah. And he said unto his servant, Come and let us draw near to one of these places to lodge all night in Gibeah or in Ramah. And they passed on and went their way. And the sun went down upon them that they were by Gibeah, which belongeth to Benjamin. Judges 19, verse 15. And they turned aside thither to go in and to lodge in Gibeah. And, and when he went in, he sat down in a, in a street of the city, for there was no man that took them into their house to, house to lodge in. And behold, there came an old man from his work out of the field at even, which was also of Mount Ephraim. And he sojourned in Gibeah, but the men of the place were Benjamites. And when he had lifted up his eyes, he saw a wayfaring man in the street of the city. And the old man said, Whither goest thou? And whence comest thou? And he said unto him, We are passing from Bethlehem, Judah, toward the city of Mount Ephraim. From thence am I. And I went to Bethlehem, Judah, but I am now going to the house of the Lord. And there is no man that receiveth me to the house. Yet there is both straw and, and provender for, your, for our asses, and there is bread and wine also for me, and for my handmaid, and for the young man which is with my servants, there is no want of anything. And the old man said, Peace be with thee, whosoever let all thy wants lie upon me, 
on a large nut in the street. So he brought him into his house and gave provender unto the asses, and they washed their feet and did eat and drink. Now as they were making their hearts merry, behold, the men of the city, certain sons of Belia, set the house round about and beat at the door and spake to the master of the house, the old man, saying, Bring forth the man that came into thine house, that we may know him. And the man, the master of the house, went out unto them and said unto them, Nay, my brethren, nay, I pray you, do not do not so wickedly, seeing that this man is come into thine house. Do do not do not this folly. Behold, here in my daughter, here is my daughter a maiden, and his concubine. Then them I will bring out now, and humble he them, and do with them what seemeth good unto you. But unto this man do not so vile a thing. But the men would not hearken to him. So the man took his concubine and brought her forth unto them. And they knew her and abused her all the night until the morning. And when the day began to spring, they let her go. Then came the woman in the, in the dawn of the day and fell down at the door of the man's house where her lord was till it was light. And her lord rose up, early, rose up in the morning and opened the doors of the house and went out to go his way. And behold, the woman, his concubine, was falling down at the door of the house, and her hands were upon the threshold. And he said unto her, Up, and let us be going. But none answered. Then the man took her up upon an ass, and the man rose up and got him unto his place. And when he was coming to the house, he took a knife and laid hold of his concubine and divided her together with her bones into twelve pieces and sent her into the coast of Israel. Thirty and last, and it was so that all that saw is said, there was no such deed done nor seen from, seen from the day that the children of Israel came up out of the land of Egypt unto this day. Consider of it. Take advice and speak your mind. Here under the reading of Judges chapter 19. Praise God. Praise God. Um, Judges chapter 20. Will anybody else read? Praise the Lord. The Praise, Lord. Lord. Praise God. Judges chapter 20 and reading from the Good News Translation. All the people of Israel from Dan in the north to Beersheba, in the south as well as from the land of Gilead, in the east answered the call. They gathered in one body in the Lord's presence at Mizpah. The leaders of all the tribes of Israel were present at this gathering of God's people. And there were 400,000 foot. There were 400,000 foot soldiers. Meanwhile, the people of Benjamin heard that all the other Israelites 
had gathered at Mizpah, the Israelite asked, give me one second. Okay. Thought I was reading something wrong. Uh, verse 4. The Levite whose concubine had been murdered answered, My concubine and I went to Gibeah in the territory of Benjamin to spend the night. The men of Gibeah came to get me and surrendered the house at night and surrounded the house at night. They intended to kill me. Instead, they raped my concubine and she died. I took her body and cut it in pieces and sent one and sent one piece to each of the twelve tribes of Israel. These people have committed an evil and immoral act among us. All of you here are Israelites. What are we going to do about this? All the people stood up together and said, None of us, whether he lives in a tent or in a house, will go home. This is what we will do. We will draw lots and choose some men to attack Gibeah. One-tenth of the men in Israel will provide food for the army, and the others will go and punish Gibeah for his immoral act that they had committed in Israel. So all the men in Israel assembled with one purpose to attack the town. The Israelite tribes sent messengers all through the territory of the tribe of Benjamin to say, what is thy crime that you have committed? Now, now hand over those perverts in Gibeah so that we can kill them and remove this evil from Israel. But the people of Benjamin paid no attention to the other Israelites. From all the cities of Benjamin, they came to Gibeah to fight the other people of Israel. They called out 26,000 soldiers from their cities that day. Besides these, the the citizens of Gibeah gathered 700 especially chosen men who were left-handed. Every one of them could fling a stone at a stand, a stand or, well, let me re- repeat that, in how they do it. Uh, verse 15. They called out 26,000 soldiers for their, from their cities that day. Besides these, the citizens of Gibeah gathered 700 specially chosen men who were left-handed. Every one of them could sling a stone at a strand of hair and never miss. Not counting the tribe of Benjamin, the Israelites gathered 400,000 trained soldiers. The Israelites went to the place of worship at Bethel, and there they asked God which tribe should attack the Benjamites first. The Lord answered the tribe of Judah. The Lord answered the tribe of Judah. 
So the Israelites started out the next morning and camped near the city of Gibeah. They went to attack the army of Benjamin and placed the soldiers in position facing the city. The army of Benjamin came out of the city, and before the day was over, they had killed 22,000 Israelite soldiers. Then, Then the Israelites went to the place of worship and mourned in the presence of the Lord until evening. They asked him, should we go again into battle against our brothers, the Benjamites? The Lord answered, yes. So the Israelite army was encouraged, and they placed their soldiers in position again where they had been the day before. They marched against the army of Benjamin a second time, and for the second time, the Benjamites came out of Gibeah. And this time they killed 18,000 and trained Israelites, 18,000 trained Israelite soldiers. Then all the people of Israel went up to Bethel and mourned. They sat there in the Lord's presence and did not eat until evening. They offered fellowship sacrifice and burned some sacrifice whole all in the presence of the Lord. God's covenant box was there at Bethel in these days, and Phinehas, the son of Eleazar and grandson of Aaron, was in charge of it. The people asked the Lord, should we go out to fight our brother the Benjamites again, or should we give up? The Lord answered, fight. Tomorrow I will give you victory over them. So the Israelites put some soldiers in hiding around Gibeah. Then for the third straight day, they marched against the army of Benjamin and placed their soldiers in battle, positioning position facing Gibeah as they had done before. The Benjamites came out to fight and were led away from the city as they had before. They began killing some Israelites in the open country, on the road to Bethel, and on the road to Gibeah, they killed about 30 Israelites. The Benjamites said, we've beaten them just as before. But the Israelites had planned to retreat and lead them away from the city onto the road. So when the main army of the Israelites pulled back and regrouped at Baal Tamar, the men surrounding Gibeah suddenly rushed out of their hiding places in the rocky country around the city. 10,000 men, specially chosen out of all Israel, attacked Gibeah, and the fighting was hard. The Benjamins had not realized that they were about to be destroyed. The Lord had Israel victory over the army of Benjamin. The Israelites killed 25,100 of the enemy that day. And the Benjamites realized they were defeated. The main body of the Israelite army had retreated from the Benjamites because they were relying on the men that they had put in hiding around Gibeah. These men ran quickly toward Gibeah. They spread out in the city 
and killed everyone there. The main Israelite army and the, and the men in hiding had arranged a signal. When they saw a big cloud of smoke going up from the town, the Israelites out on the battlefield were to turn around. By this time, the Benjamites had already killed the 30 Israelites. They told themselves, yes, we've beaten them just as before. Then the signal appeared. A cloud of smoke began to go up from the town. The Benjamites looked behind them and were amazed to see the whole city going up in flames. Then the Israelites turned around and the Benjamites Benjamites were thrown into panic because they realized that they were about to be destroyed. They retreated from the Israelites and ran toward the open country, but they could not escape. They were caught between the main army and the men who were now coming out of the city, and they were destroyed. The Israelites had the enemy trapped, and without stopping, they pursued them as far as the point east of Gibeah, killing them as they went. 18,000 of the best Benjamite soldiers were killed. The others turned and ran toward the open country to Ramon Rock. 5,000 of them were killed on the road. The Israelites continued to pursue the rest of Gidom, killing 2,000 in all. 25,000 Benjamites were killed that day. All of them brave soldiers, but 600 men were able to escape to the open country to Rimon Rock, and they stayed there four months. The Israelites turned back against the rest of the Benjamites and killed them all, men, women, and children, and animals as well. They burned every town in that area. Judges 21. When the Israelites had gathered at Mitzvah, they had made a solemn promise to the Lord. None of us will allow a Benjamite to marry a daughter of ours. So now the people of Israel went to Bethel and sat there in the presence of God until evening. Loudly and bitterly they mourned, Lord God of Israel, why has this happened? Why is this tribe of Benjamin about to disappear from Israel? Early the next morning, the people got up and built an altar there. They offered fellowship sacrifices and burned some sacrifices whole. They asked, is there any group out of all the tribes of Israel that did not go to the gathering in the Lord's presence? Of Mitzvah. They had taken a solemn oath that anyone who had not gone to Mitzvah would be put to death. The people of Israel felt sorry for their brothers, the Benjamites, and said, Today Israel has lost one of its brides. What shall we do to provide wives for the men of Benjamin who are left? We have made a solemn promise to the Lord that we will not give them any of our daughters. 
when they asked if there was some group of uh, some group out of the tribe of Israel that had not gotten to the gathering at Mitzvah, they found out that no one from Jabesh in Gilead had been there. At the roll call of the army, no one from Jabesh had responded. So the assembly, so the assembly sent twelve thousand of their brave men, bravest men, with the orders: go and kill everyone in Jabesh, including women and children. Kill all the males and also every woman who is not a virgin. They they found 400 young virgins among the people in Jabesh. So they brought them to the camp at Shiloh, Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. Then the whole assembly sent word to the Benjamites who were at Rimrock and offered to end the war. The Benjamites came back, and the other Israelites gave them the young women from Jabesh, whom they had not killed. But there were not enough of them. The people felt sorry for the Benjamites because the Lord had broken the unity of the tribe of Israel. So the leaders of the gathering said, There are no more women in the tribe of Benjamin. What shall we do to provide wives for the men who are left? Judges 21, and I'm in verse 17. Israel must not lose one of its 12 tribes. We must find a way for the tribe of Benjamin to survive. But we cannot allow them to marry our daughters because we have put a curse on anyone who allows a Benjamite to marry one of our daughters. Then they thought the yearly festival of the Lord of Shiloh is coming soon. Shiloh is north of Bethel, south of Lebanon, and east of the road between Bethel and Shechem. They told the Benjamites, go and hide in the vineyards and watch. When the young women of Shiloh come out to dance during the festival, you come out of the vineyard, each of you take a wife by force, from among them and take her back to the territory of Benjamin with you. If their fathers or brothers come to you and protect and protect you, you can tell them and protect. You can tell them, please, please let us keep them because we did not take them from you in battle to be our wives. And since you did not give them to us, you are not guilty of breaking your promise. The Benjamites did this. Each of them chose a wife from the young woman who were dancing at Shiloh and carried her away. Then they went back to their own territory. We built their town and lived there. At the same time of the at the same time the rest of the Israelites left. And every man went back to his own tribe and family and to his own property. Judges 21 and verse 25, last, chapter, last verse. There was no king in Israel at that time. Everyone did whatever they could. There ends the reading of Judges of 21. Amen, amen. 
Praise we are going to book rules. Anyone else out there would like to start the book of Ruth? With chapter one. Come on, don't let me call out names now. Mm-hmm. Ruth chapter one. Go ahead. Praise God. Okay. Evangelist chapter one. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Oh, loud and clear. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Sorry, my uh, my phone just decided to not load. One moment, please. Amen. Okay. Okay. Ruth chapter one. I am reading from the. Good night, everyone. Good night. Uh, I'm reading from the King James Version. Amen. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And, and Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Oprah, Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. And Melon and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two uh, two daughters uh, in law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters in law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord ki- uh, deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. And the Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters, why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say, I have hope. I should have an husband also tonight and should also be a son. Would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sake that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah and kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth craved unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people. 
and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, uh, will I die, and there will I be buried. And the Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me? And the Almighty hath afflicted me. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. Ruth chapter one. Ruth chapter two. And. Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel. I came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she carried a little in the house. Ruth chapter 2, verse 8. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence. But abide here fast by thy maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessel and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and put herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes? that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband. And thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knowest not. 
heretofore. And the Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given in thee of the Lord, God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, thou, though I be not like unto one of thy handmaidens. And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime come thou hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheep, and reproach her not. And let fall also some of the handful of purpose for her, and leave them, that she may glean them, and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until even, and beat out that she had cleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and she brought forth and gave to her that she had reserved after she was sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today, and where broughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought, and said, The man's name with whom I brought. Today is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. And Ruth the Moabitess said, He said unto me, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. Ruth chapter 2, verse 22. And Naomi said unto Ruth, her, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they meet thee not in any other field. So she kept fast by the maiden of Boaz to glean unto the end of the barley harvest and of the wheat harvest, and dwelt with her mother-in-law. Well, may I do one more? Sure. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Ruth chapter 3. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not see rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz of our kindred, with whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he winnoweth barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash therefore thyself, and anoint thee, and put thy raiment upon thee. And get thee down to the floor, but make not thyself known unto the man until he shall have done eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lieth down that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie, and thou shalt go in and uncover his feet, and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me I will do. And she went down onto the floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he 
he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn. And she came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. Ruth chapter 3 verse 9. And he said, Who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. Spread thou, spread therefore thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. And he said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, fear not, I will do to thee all that thou requirest, for all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. And now it is true that I am thy near kinsman, Howbeit there is a kinsman nearer than I. Tarry this night, and it shall be in the morning, that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman, well, let him do the kinsman's part. But if he will not do the part of a kinsman to thee, then will I do the part of a kinsman to thee, as the Lord liveth. Lie down until the morning. And she lay at his feet until the morning, and she rose up before one could know another. And he said, Let it not be known that a woman came into the floor. Also he said, Bring the veil that thou hast upon thee, and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six measures of barley, and laid it on her, and she went into the city. And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, Who art thou, my daughter? And she told her all that the man had done to her. And she said, These six measures of barley gave to me. But he said to me, Go not empty unto thy mother-in-law. Then said she, Sit still, my daughter, until thou know how the matter will fall. For the man will not be in rest until he hath finished things this day. Here in the three of chapter 20. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Anyone wants to join us in reading Ruth chapter 4? Anyone want to be reading Or anyone? Ruth chapter 4? Praise God. Ruth chapter 4. Then went Boaz up to the gate and sat him down there, and behold, the king's men and
the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, praise God. Praise um, God. Okay, I was going to connect with Sister Bridget. Okay, praise God. Um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, okay, we stand this line. Um, praise God. I was reading um, Ruth. Oh, dear Lord. Ruth chapter 4. Okay. Let me start over. Then when Boaz up to the gate and sat him down there, and the old king man, as him Boaz spoken by, unto him he said, O such a one, turn aside, sit down here, and turn aside and, and sat down. And he took them. He took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit ye here, and sat, and they sat down. I'm reading from the um, King James. And he said unto the king, Nearly that he come again out of the country of Moab, sell us a part of the land, which was our brother Elmerland. And I thought to advise thee. Saying by it before the inhabitants and before the elders of the people, if thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is none to redeem it besides thee, and I am after thee. And and he said, I will redeem it. Then said Boaz, What did thou buy the seed of the land of Naomi? Thou must buy it also of Ruth the Moabite, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. And the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it by myself, lest I marry my whole inheritance. Redeem thou my right to thyself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the manner in former time of East in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning changing. For to confirm all things, a man plucked off his shoes and gave it to his neighbor, and this was a testimony of Israel. And therefore, the king mentioned to Boaz, Tell, sorry, the king to the Boaz, Buy it for thee, so he draw off his shoes. Verse 9 of Luke chapter 4. And Boaz said unto the elders, and unto all the people who are witnesses, say that I. Of both all that that was Elmer and all that was Chilon and all that was Chilon and Melon of the end of Naomi. Nine. Um, Sister Bridget, could you take over a minute for me, please? Sister Bridget? Sister Bridget? I'm here. I'm here. Where are you, Where are you? Where are you? Okay, I'm at Ruth. I'm going to Ruth chapter 4, um, verse 9. Verse 9. Okay, great. No problem. One second. I'm reading from the Good News Translation. Then Boaz said to the leaders and all the other others there, You are all witnesses today that I have brought from Naomi everything that belongs to Elimelech, and to his sons, Chilion and Malon. In addition, 
Ruth the Moabite, Marlon's widow, becomes my wife. This will keep the property in the dead man's family, and his family line will continue among his people and in his hometown. You are witnesses to this today. The leaders and others said, yes, we are witnesses. May the Lord make your wife become like Rachel and Leah, who bore many children to Jacob. May you become rich in the clan of Ephrath and famous in Bethlehem. May the children that the Lord will give you by this young woman make your family like the family of Perez, the son of Judah, and Tamar. Tamar. So Boaz took Ruth home as his wife. The Lord blessed her, and she became pregnant and had a son. The woman said to Naomi, Praise the Lord. He has given you a grandson today to take care of you. May the boy become famous in Israel. Your daughter-in-law loves you and has done more for you than seven sons. And now she has given you a grandson who will bring new life to you and give you security in your old age. Naomi took the child held him close, and took care of him. The woman of the neighborhood named the boy Obed. They told everyone a son has been born to Naomi. Obed became the father of Jesse, who was the father of David. This is the family line from Perez to David. Perez Hezron, Ram, Amnidad, Nashon, Shalmon, Salmon, Boaz, Obed, Jesse, David. That's the line to Jesus. Uh, Samuel 1. First Samuel 1. Amen. There was a man named Elkanah from the tribe of Ephraim, who lived in the town of Ramah, in the hill country of Ephraim. He was the son of Jeron, Jeron and grandson of Elihu, and belonged to the family of Tohu, a part of the clan of Zuth. Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah did not. Every year, Elkanah went from Ramoth to worship and offered sacrifices to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Each time Elkanah offered his sacrifice, he would give one share of the meat to Penina and one share to each of her children. And even though he loved Hannah very much, he would give her only one share because the Lord had kept her from having children. Penina, her rival, would torment and humiliate her because the Lord had kept her childless. This went on for year 
after year. Whenever they went to the house of the Lord, Nina would upset Hannah so much that she would cry and refuse to eat anything. Her husband, Elkanah, would ask her, Hannah, why are you crying? Why won't you eat? Why are you always so sad? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? One time, after they had finished their meal in the house of the Lord at Shiloh, Hannah got up. She was deeply distressed, and she cried bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. Meanwhile, Eli the priest was sitting in his place by the door. Hannah made a solemn promise. Lord Almighty, look at me, your servant. See my trouble and remember me. Don't forget me. If you give me a son, I promise that I will dedicate him to you for his whole life and that he will never have his hair cut. Hannah continued to pray to the Lord for a long time and Eli watched her lips. She was praying silently. Hmm. Her lips were moving, but she made no sound. So Eli thought that she was drunk. And he said to her, stop making a drunken show of yourself. Stop your drinking and sober up. No, I'm not drunk, she answered. I'm sorry. Verse 15. No, I'm not drunk, sir. She answered, I haven't been drinking. I am desperate and I have been praying, pouring out my troubles to the Lord. Don't think I am a worthless woman. I have been praying like this because I am so miserable. Go in peace, Eli said, and may the God of Israel give you what you have asked him for. May you always think kindly of me, she replied. Then she went away, ate some food, and was no longer sad. Verse 19. The next morning, Elkanah and his family got up early, and after worshiping the Lord, they went back home to Ramah. Elkanah had intercourse with his wife, Hannah, and the Lord answered her prayer. So it was that they became pregnant. So it was that she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel and explained, I asked the Lord for him. The time came again for Elkanah and his family to go to Shiloh and offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and the special sacrifice he had promised. But this time, Hannah did not go. She told her husband, as soon as the child is weaned, I will take him to the house of the Lord, where he will stay all his life. Elkanah answered, all right, do whatever you think best. Stay at home until you have weaned him, and may the Lord make your promises come true. So Hannah stayed at home and nursed her child. After she had weaned him, 
She took him to Shiloh, taking along a three-year-old bull, a bushel of flour, and a leather bag full of wine. She took Samuel, young as he was, to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. After they had killed the bull, they took the child to Eli. Anna said to him, Excuse me, sir, do you remember me? I am the woman you saw standing here praying to the Lord. I asked him for this child, and he gave me what I asked for. Uh, 28 and last of First uh, Samuel 1. So I am dedicating him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he will belong to the Lord. Then they worship and the Lord and the Lord. Then they worship the Lord there. There. Amen. Samuel, Amen. Samuel, 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 and Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. Mine horn is, he, my horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in my salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is, any, neither is there any rock with our God. Talk no more exceedingly proud. Let no arrogance come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men were men are broken, and they are stumbled I'm sorry, the bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumbled are girded with strength. They that were full have hired or hired out themselves for bread, and they that were hungry ceased so that the barren hath borne seven, and she hath, hath many children is walks feeble. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth up. He raised all the poor out of the dust and lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them in inherit the throne of glory for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he has set the word upon them he will keep the feet of the saints and the wicked shall be silent in darkness for my strength shall no man prevail the adversaries of the Lord shall be broken into pieces out of heaven shall he shall he thunder upon them the Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. And Elkanah went to Ramah to his house, and the child did minister unto the Lord before Eli the priest. Now the sons of Eli were the sons of Belial. They knew not the Lord, and the priest custom with the new with the people and the priest I'm sorry, and the priest custom with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servant came 
while the priest was in Sidon with a flesh flesh hook of three teeth in his hand, and he struck it upon the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, all that the flesh hook brought up the priest took for himself. So did in shallow, so that it in shallow unto all the Israelites that came thither. Also, also before they burnt the fat, the priest's servant came and said to the man that sacrificed, Give flesh to rose for the priest, for he will not have certain flesh of thee, but raw. But, and if any man said unto him, Let them not fail to burn the fat presently, and then take as much as of thy soul desireth, that he would answer him, Nay, that thou shalt give it to me now, and if not, I will take it by force. Wherefore the sin of the young man was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child girded with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year, when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give thee, this, give thee seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. And they went unto their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Now Eli was very old and heard all that his sons did unto all Israel, and did how they lay with the woman that was assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he said unto them, Why do he such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all these people. Nay, my son, for it is no good report that I hear. He made the Lord's people to transgress. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. And if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto the voice of their father, because the Lord would slay them. And the child Samuel grew on, and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. And there came a man of God unto Eli, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to be to offer upon mine altar, to burn sacrifice to burn I'm sorry, to burn incense, to swear an evil before me? And did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore kick he at my sacrifice and at my offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honorous of thy sons above me, to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and, and the house of the Father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. 
Behold, the days come that I will cut off thine arm and the arm of thy father's house, that there shall be an old man in thine house, and thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation, in all the wealth which God shall give Israel, and there shall be and there shall not be any old man be an old man in thine house forever. And the man of thine whom I shall be whom I shall not cut off from mine altar shall be to consume thine eyes and to grieve thine heart, and all the ins and all the increase of thine house shall die in the floor of their age. And that this shall be a sign unto thee, that thou shalt come upon thy two sons, on Hopin, Hopinai, and Hopinai and Phinehas. In one day they shall die, both of them. And I will raise me up a faithful priest that shall be that shall do according to that which is in mine heart and in my mind. And I will build him a secure house, and he shall walk before mine anointed forever. 36 and the last, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is left in thine house shall come and crouch to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread, and shall, and shall say, Put me, I pray thee, into one of the priest's offices, that I may eat a piece of bread. Can I read one more? Amen. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, yeah, yes, yes. And the child, I'm sorry, First Samuel 3. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And as the word of the Lord was precious in those days, there was an open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to walk dim, that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to rest that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet, yet again, I mean, and the Lord called yet again, Samuel, and Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not my son, Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou should say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which bore the ears of every one that heareth, it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because the sons made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. And therefore 
I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice nor offering forever. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he answered, Here am I. And he said, What is the thing that the Lord hath said unto thee? I pray thee, hide it not from me. God do so to thee, and more also, if thou hide anything from me, of all the things that he said unto thee. And Samuel told him every week, and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seemeth good seemeth him good. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did and did let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Samuel, and all Israel from Dan, even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. Twenty one and ending and the Lord appeared again to Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Here in the reading of First Samuel chapter three. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Um, First Samuel chapter four. Anybody want to join in? Um, praise the Lord, saints. Hi, Elder Hello? Jude. I was just thinking about you, Elder Jude. <laughs> praise God. Honestly, oh, my God. Hallelujah. I, I love to read. Go ahead, Elder Jude. Oh, praise God. It's First uh, Samuel chapter four. Yes, Elder Jude. Yes, ma'am. These Eli boys are bad boys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> First Samuel chapter four. Read as follows from the King James version. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside Ebenezer, and the Philistines pitched in Aphek. And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel, and when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines, and they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. And when the people were come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us, that when it cometh among us, it may save us out of the hand of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh, that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth between the cherubim, and the two sons of Eli, Ophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth rang again. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the ark of the Lord was come into the camp. And the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God is come into the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing heretofore. Woe unto us, who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and quit yourselves like men. 
O ye Philistines, that ye may be not servants unto the Hebrews as they have been to you. Quit yourself like men and fight. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten, and they fled every man into his tent. And there was a great, a very great slaughter, for there fell of Israel thirty thousand footmen. And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Ophni and Phinehas, were slain. And there ran a man of Benjamin out of the army, and came to Shiloh the same day with his clothes rent, and with earth upon his head. And when he came, lo, Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside watching, for his heart trembled for the ark of God. And when the man came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. And when Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, What meaneth the noise of this tumult? And the man came in hastily and told Eli. Now Eli was ninety and nine years old, and his eyes were dim, that he could not see. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I fled today out of the army. And he said, What is there done, my son? And the messenger answered and said, Israel is fled before the Philistines. And there has been also a great slaughter among the people, and thy two sons also, Ophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. Bad news. And it came to pass, when he made mention of the ark of God, that he fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate, and his neck brake, and he died. For he was an old man, and heavy, and he had judged Israel forty years. And his daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife, was with child, near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed, for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, oh my God, and about the, the time of her death, the woman that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast born a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel, because the ark of God was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. Chapter 6, verse 1. And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer unto Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. And when they of Ashdod arose early on the morrow, behold, Dagon was falling upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. And they took Dagon and set him in his place again. And when they arose early on the morrow morning, Behold, Dagon was falling upon his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord, and the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off um, upon the threshold. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor any that come into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod unto this day. 
But the hand of the Lord was heavy upon them of Ashdod, and he destroyed them and smote them with emeralds, even Ashdod and the coast thereof. And when the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they said, The ark of God of Israel shall not abide with us, for his hand is sore upon us and upon Dagon, our God. They sent, therefore, and gathered all the lords of the Philistines unto them, and said, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? And they answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be carried about unto Gath. And they carried the ark of God of Israel about thither. And it was so that after they had carried it about, the hand of the Lord was against the city with a very great destruction. And he smote the men of the city, both small and great, and they had emeralds in their secret parts. Therefore, they sent the ark of God to Ekron, and it came to pass, as the ark of God came to Ekron, that the Ekronites cried out, saying, They have brought about the ark of the God of Israel to us to slay us and our people. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of the God of Israel and let it go again to its own place, that it slay us not and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. And the men that died that died not were smitten with the emeralds. And the cry of the city went up to heaven. I'll read six chapter, the last chapter. Chapter 6. And the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. And the Philistines called for the priest and the diviners, saying, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us wherewith we shall send it to his place. And they said, If he send away the ark of the God of Israel, send it not empty, but in any wise return him a trespass offering, then he shall be healed. And it shall be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. Then said they, What shall be the trespass offering which we shall return to him? They answered, Five golden emeralds and five golden mice, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines, for one plague was on you all and on your lords. Wherefore, ye shall make images of your emeralds and images of your mice that mar the land, and he shall give glory unto the God of Israel. Hallelujah. Peradventure, he will lighten his hand from off you and from off your gods and from off your land. Wherefore then do ye harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts when he had wrath wonderfully among them? Did they not let the people go? And they departed. Now, therefore, make a new cart, and take two milch kine, on which there hath come no yoke, and tie the kine to the cart, and bring their calves home from them. And take the ark of the Lord, and lay it upon the cart, and put the jewels of gold, which he returned him for a trespass offering, in a coffer by the side thereof, and send it away, that it may go. And see if it goeth up by the way of his own coast to Beth Shemesh, 
then he has done us this great evil. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that smote us. It was a chance that happened to us. And the men did so and took two milch kine and tied them to the cart and shut up their calves at home. And they laid the ark of the Lord upon the cart and the coffer with the mice of gold and the images of their emeralds. And the kine took the straight way to the way of Beth Shemesh and went along the highway, lowing as they went, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. And the lords of the Philistines went after them unto the border of Beth Shemesh. And they of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley. And they lifted up their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. And the cart came into the field of Joshua, a Bethshemite, and stood there, where there was a great stone. And they claimed the wood of the ark of the cart and offered the kind a burnt offering unto the Lord. And the Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the coffer that was with it, wherewith the jewels of gold were, and put them on the great stone. And the men of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and sacrificed sacrifices the same day unto the Lord. And when the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they returned to Ekron the same day. And these are the golden emeralds which the Philistines returned for a trespass offering unto the Lord for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, and one for Gath, and one for and for Ekron one. And the golden mice, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both of fenced cities and of country villages, even unto the great stone of Abel, whereupon they set down the ark of the Lord, which stone remaineth unto this day in the field of Joshua the Bethshemite. And he smote the men of Bethshemesh, because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. Even he smote of the people fifty thousand and threescore and ten men. And the people lamented because the Lord had smitten many of the people with a great slaughter. And the men of Bethshemesh said, Who is able to stand before this holy Lord God? And to whom shall he go up from us? And they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kirjajirin, saying, the Philistines have brought again the ark of the Lord, coming down and fetch it up to you. Your hand at the reading of God's holy word. Glory to God. And um, bless you folks for giving me the opportunity to read in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. God. Amen. Praise God. Sister Bridget? Sister Andrea? Okay, praise God, praise God. Um, glory to God. Elder Jude Malcolm. Praise God. Can you close us out, please, woman of God? God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, glory to God. We bless you at this hour. We ask you, hallelujah, to tarry with us. Hallelujah. Do not pass us by, hallelujah. While you are going about the earth, hallelujah, mighty God, seeing about your people, 
and blessing your people everywhere. We of Simple Word Prior Ministry, hallelujah, wherever we might be physically, we ask you to stop by and bless us, hallelujah. And we ask your mighty God to bless us as we're here on this line together using the resources to glorify you and to magnify you. And as we read um, your scriptures tonight, we clearly see that there is a clear division between right and wrong, between good and evil, between the holy and and the unholy. And we ask your mighty God to help us that we will be numbered. Hallelujah with the holy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let us not sin, mighty God, before your face. Let us not sin at the door of the temple. Let us not, mighty God, pollute your offerings. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And let us not, hallelujah, forget your statues. Because even so, you will use the the hands of the enemy, mighty God, to punish us and to destroy us. We want to learn, mighty God, the lessons that I've set forth in the scriptures for us to learn. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For that is why they are written. That is why they were given to us, mighty God. You have not left us ignorant. You have not left us without, mighty God, proper knowledge. We know, God, from your words that you're holy and that we, your children, are required to be holy. And if we refuse to be holy and if we, mighty God, are presumptuous in our ways against you, then even, mighty God, your very enemy you will use to punish us. But tonight, we plead your mercy. Hallelujah and your grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I ask you for a heart that we will take heed unto ourselves and take heed unto your word. I bless you in all of this that you still signify to your people in Israel at the time that you are the God and beside you there is none other. We bless you that you destroy Dagon right before their eyes. We bless you, mighty God. Hallelujah. That you manifested that although you were upset are you angry with your people? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then, hallelujah, you were still mighty God, maintaining your position. Hallelujah. As their protector, as their provider, as their deliverer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we ask you in this day and age, mighty God, in the church, that we will not provoke you unto anger, mighty God. We will not frustrate your grace. We will not take disadvantage of your mercy and your love for us. But we too will have a heart to walk uprightly before you and be true to you as you are to us. To us, I thank you that you have never given the enemy, mighty God, hallelujah, a hundred percent charge over us, but at times you will use him to punish us, uh, that we might, hallelujah, turn from our wicked ways and turn unto you. Hallelujah. I ask God to let this night be a holy night. And as we spend time reading your words and listening to your words, let the faith that is embedded in these words, hallelujah, glory to God, come unto us, hallelujah, that we might be 
strengthen and fortify and grow thereby. Bless the saints that you have chosen, mighty God, to maintain this ministry actively from day to day, from week to week. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And as, mighty God, your words go out from this platform, mighty God, take it all over the earth. Wherever, mighty God, you require it to go. We read the scripture since night as the ark traveled from city to city. And everywhere that it went, mighty God, it did the work that you wanted it to do. And so we ask you this night to let our words as we read your scriptures and as we pray and as we testify and as, mighty God, we teach and preach. Oh, God, take our words. We know you can. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You directed, almighty God, those cows and the cart to go where you wanted it to go. Hallelujah. Even though their calves were locked up. Hallelujah. Someplace else. Cows don't leave their calves behind any place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you have proven to us that you are the mighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so I'm asking you, Jesus, to help us to be wise. And almighty God, and be full of understanding and knowledge and light that we will decide to let you work with us as opposed to working against us. Again, thank you for this night. Thank you for Pastor Marine Chen Bailey. Hallelujah, God. Bless her, mighty God, and reward her for her work. Hallelujah, God, in establishing this ministry. And bless everyone, mighty God, who works in this ministry. And bless those who come by, mighty God. Hallelujah, mighty God. And bless those who will be coming as I, mighty God, hallelujah, Jesus, believe and proclaim in my heart that this ministry will continue. Hallelujah, glory to God from day to day. And you will always have somebody, mighty God, to to, to open the, 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 the program and to man the lines. So we bless you even for those who are coming in the future. And we bless you for all those who are to be saved, mighty God, through this ministry. Hallelujah, as we're about to rest in this night. Hallelujah, God, please send angels to watch over us. And to keep us, hallelujah, God, throughout the night, hallelujah. Let not the enemy, Jesus, glory to God, uh, breach our borders, hallelujah, glory to God. But surround us around, hallelujah, with your protective covering, with your light, with your power, with your grace, oh God, my Savior, with your mighty battalion of warrior angels. And so we will lay down in peace and sleep. With hope to arise in the morning, hallelujah, oh God, to continue to give you praise and glory. And even while we're sleeping, mighty God, we set our soul and we set our spirit, hallelujah, to fellowship with you and to commune with you that even in our sleep, mighty God, we will be found in your presence. Bless and sanctify us and everything that pertains to us as we give you much thanks. Hallelujah. Glory to God for hearing us. Hallelujah. Much thanks, mighty God, for paying attention while we speak with you. And we bless you and we glorify you for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. I say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you, O Shama. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being kind. Thank you for being merciful. Now, God, you let us be obedient children, that we might be one with you and Jesus Christ. And we bless you forever and ever. Amen.
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And I cover you under the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Backlashing spirit that no weapon form against you will prosper. And Glory to God. We, we, we bless you, woman. Of Hallelujah. God. Glory to God. Thanks for your prayers. Um, bless you. God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to know yes. that I do listen to the program very often. It's just that I don't see anything. Because yes. most of the time my background That's is very okay. noisy. And uh, yes. you know how it is with the background, right? Most of the time my background is noisy and I have to go and mute. But I do listen to the program. Amen. And to me tomorrow at 12 midnight, maybe. Praise God. That is able to keep you from falling and to present to you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majestic dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Good night, saints of God. Good night. God bless you all. I love you all. Good night, good night, Sister June. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So nice to hear you all. Me too. Yes. I hear you guys all the time. I do listen. Hallelujah. No, but you don't drop your message. You're dropping message, but then I hear you. Yeah, that's that's what the Lord does. Make sure. Yeah. Make sure you shut out all the noise tonight and and call it. Yeah. So I did. We're in a week of fasting at church because convocation is this month. Oh. So we're praying for our convocation. So please help us pray that um, convocation this year will be um, different from before. It will be productive. It will be mighty. And um, God, we will surrender to God fully that he might do great things amongst us. We're, we're looking for miracles. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Signs and wonders. Yes, signs and wonders. Yeah. Right? We're in the seasons where we need signs and wonders. So, we're yeah. asking, so when 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 you all pray, please remember us and and pray yeah. that um, we will get, we will let ourselves be humble before the Lord. That the Lord will get to do what He wants to do amongst us. Amen. Amen. You do. God bless. So God if I get quietness tonight, I, I yes. If I get quietness tonight, I will take my phone off mute. And, uh, okay. <laughs> yes. All right. God, God bless you. you all. Good night. You should love it too. God, God bless you. Good night. Yes, yes. God bless you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.